0: So we're looking square in the face of a new year, which is really scary. And I am thinking about parents. Um, I have had two parents contact me with 18 month olds recently. And I just have this uh, feeling for parents of wanting to give them hope um, and thinking about the new year and that there is hope in RDI and that there is remediation, a word they do not hear, and I always say we don't have crystal balls, so we don't know what's going to happen. But we do know what potential the children have. And to that end, I think it can be a very hopeful year to come. Don't
1: you, Rochelle? I think it is hopeful. And I also think the issue of potential is elusive. And that while we know everyone has potential, We don't know exactly what that's going to look like when it's full form. The thing we know about RDI is whatever your potential, we can help you get there.
0: I always think about measuring potential as feet are moving forward. Mm -hmm. I think if there's, it's kind of, I'm like two people. I think if we look too far down the road, it gets really murky down there. Mm -hmm. but I think if we think about how can we move this child's feet forward right now, then that's a good way to think. And I wonder how possible that is for new parents. You, you talk to an awful lot of parents, Rochelle. Um, How do you get them thinking about moving those feet forward?
1: One thing that I like to think about when I think about going forward is I, both of the things that you've mentioned, first of all, where are we going to be at age 21, but also where are we going to be next week? And I don't think you can ever give up either one of those and exclusively think about one or the other. But I feel that when we think about the next week, what are we going to do next week, next month, next couple of months, what we're doing is we're building a memory bank. And that memory bank is giving us confidence in our competence to move toward the future. So we build up these memories and each one of those memories is something that we use when we start going forward. So we get to uncharted territory and we think, wait a minute, I know what to do because I've had a similar experience. And so we are always thinking about the big, we're thinking about the big picture, not whether we made the bet or not, but um, whether we're getting closer to our goals. And one goal I always like to think about is the guiding relationship. And I I was talking to a mom this week, and she said that for the first time, her child had said to her, you know, if I had listened to you, I wouldn't have made that mistake. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the mistake so much. But it was that he was saying, I'm beginning to see you as a good mentor for me. And so we tucked away that memory in that area of competence, and we used it to build his own confidence in his competence that there's there's a way forward. And your mom and your dad are the people who are going to help you do that.
0: You know, I think about moving the children forward, and that is a beautiful story you told, but I I also sometimes think that we as parents are thinking about moving ourselves forward. That parallel process of are we we staying kind of static ourselves? What are we doing to move forward? Uh, It's one of the reasons I love RDI Rochelle is because it's moved me forward too. And it's important that everybody in the family is moving forward, but families do get stuck. Why do you think that parents have a hard time getting themselves moving forward? What are their obstacles?
1: I think one of the obstacles, and I think it's actually the same obstacle that I run into as a consultant. Um, And the obstacle is one where there's there's a kind of trauma in the beginning when you have a child on the spectrum. And you hear that word autism and you're filled with fear and a lot of times you have a child who isn't responding to you in the way you would like to either joyfully or you know maybe with the worst in the worst case scenario a tantrum so you get to a place and that place feels so good you're almost afraid to mess with success You know, it's like, I don't think I want to do anything else. I just want to stay here Mm -hmm. because even with our typically developing children, what we know, it's two forward, one back, two forward, one back. Yes. I mean, it's never a straight trajectory. Mm -hmm. And if you have in your background that fear that this might be as far as you can get, you can be afraid to take that next step. And... I feel like we all become complicit in that. Well, you know, we are doing great. Let's just do some more of that. When actually we need to say, we're going to go for. We're going to really go forward now. We're going to go. We're going to go for the gold. They're going to go for the gold medal. Well,
0: that's so interesting because you're so right. We we all like to feel comfortable, <laughs> and staying where we are can feel more comfortable. I mean, we can just get. I just pictured you like being on a cozy couch in front of the fireplace, It feels good.
1: It does feel good. And also, when we move forward, it's never going to be at the same place that we're leaving, that same feeling of success and competence. So we know that because we've moved forward a few times. It's like, well, I feel he's doing so great. She's doing so great. I'm doing so great. And then the consultant says, okay, we're ready to leap forward now. And you know that it's not going to be smooth and that you're going to have to work on getting to that same feeling you have now. So it's hard. You know, and as I think
0: about the year to come, I also think about a topic I've heard you speak about, which is all the voices. Uh, I think parents today hear a lot of voices And I think sometimes those voices act as, um, I don't know, they can prevent the parents and the children from moving forward, almost like the noise is too much. What do you think?
1: I think I, I think the voices and the noise are both internal and external. And the external voices, even though we don't like to hear them, sometimes they're a little bit easier because the internal voices seem to drive us a little bit harder. So thinking about the voices, I think that's why in RDI we have a consultant, Mm -hmm. because a consultant has his or her own voice, not the same as yours. And so sometimes the picture is clearer, the pathway is clearer, the the trajectory makes more sense. And so we can say, well, look, I know I know that you're doing great where you are, it's time to move forward. But it's like, no, you know what? We're gonna be okay. We're going to be okay and we're ready to take it and we're always going to move forward in those small, just noticeable different steps. It makes everybody feel competent. The challenges are gonna be challenges that everybody's ready for, including you. And that's the value of a consultant RDI isn't just a straightforward check off the box. I've done this objective, I've done that objective, and this goal is finished. It's always saying, where are you, where am I, and what is the next step? And if you think about the diagram that uh, Steve Gutstein has, it says it's an escalator, and it's going up, and it says it's not the height of where you're going, but it's that first step. And we all have those, uh, we all have those monologues, (laughs) sometimes a dialogue with our first step, because we know the first step is the hardest. But once we make the first step, then we are really ready to go. I was having a conversation with a boy who's in middle school right now. And I was talking to him about one of the reasons things are hard for him sometimes is that that first step. And he brought up something academic and he said, well, you know, I, history is hard for me. And I said, what's the first step? And he said, opening the book. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like a big deal, but that actually is his first step because he does fine once he's opened the book. So we have these preconceived ideas of how hard that first step is going to be. And once we've opened the book, then we're ready for what's between the covers.
0: Well, that imagery is really beautiful because I think opening that book uh, for both parents and children can be really hard, but once they do it, the books open and they really do see progress. And one other thing I was thinking about when you were talking and I was so glad you brought up just noticeable differences is to help parents understand this concept of the process. And I always say here, Rochelle, that because I don't want to be a hypocrite, that I tend to be a nice little product lover. <laughs> I like little products. It's kind of part of my personality. But I, I had to learn that the process was the most important part. That's where you see the progress is by being married to the process, not to those little products. And I wonder how hard that is for parents today because I do think we're a little bit of a, a product culture if you want to say it a culture I'm not sure what to call it.
1: We are it, yeah you
0: know Yeah we're... we are
1: and I think it's hard for everybody because we want to see we want to see the end result and we want to see it now. One of the ways I like to look at the process process is to review the mission statements. And as you know anytime a family starts RDI, they have a mission they have actually three mission statements. One is what do you want to see in six months you know, a couple years, and then you know, 20, age 21. And when we go back and we look at those mission statements and how we managed to get where we are, we can see that there's a process that has unfolded. And that some of the things that we might typically say are, isn't it great he can do that? It's, well, isn't it great that we're on this journey And we know how to follow the pathway. We know how to increase where we're going in this pathway, know how to think about it. And we have a lot of things we're going to do to help us get there. But in the end, we're going to stick with that journey.
0: And it's a family journey, which is what I love about RDI. It's not just... Uh, the child 's journey, which we see in a lot of things that are suggested for the children they 're the only ones on the journey <laughs> um, it 's a family journey, and I think that is a wonderful a wonderful message for us to go into the new year with that we we love the family and we want the family all of their feet to be moving forward don 't we
1: We do, and it 's always a you know it 's always a great time to think about um, you know new year's resolutions and nobody even really likes to make them anymore because we know they're broken (laughs) i I didn't lose 20 pounds in a week so i quit (laughs) (laughs) but what we know is that if we have a resolution that by the end by the by 2020 this is what i'd like to see and my resolve Is that first step and once I take that first step then I'll be ready to move forward so I've been thinking a lot about that first step recently and how important it is that we identify it and that we follow through with it and we take joy in our going up to that first step and uh, accomplishing whatever that first step is because ultimately it's that first step that is going to get us to the end point So
0: I think it's a beautiful way to end. And I want to end by saying Happy New Year.
1: And Happy New Year to all of our parents and families and consultants. And Happy New Year to you, Catherine.